Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team it's drive time now welcome to tribe talk on the cleveland indians radio network tribe talk is brought to you by progressive helping indians fans save hundreds on car insurance everyone welcome to tribe talk jim rosenhouse along with you this weekend as we join you from progressive field in downtown cleveland where the indians are in the midst of a nice long homestand three different series against american league west division teams and a stretch of 20 games now where the indians are playing only teams with winning records at least at this point in time so a challenging portion of the schedule as the Indians look to keep pace with the front-running Minnesota Twins in the American League's Central Division. Coming up a little bit later on in this week's show, we will hear from Franmil Reyes and Yasiel Puig, the two newest Cleveland Indians. We'll also check in with Roberto Perez and Jason Kipnis, mainstays for a while now with the Tribe, and they have had really good seasons for the Indians. And then a little bit later on, we'll hear from Chris Antonetti and Mike Chernoff, the Indians president and general manager talking about the trade deadline deals that the Indians made this week. But first, a look at the week gone by, and for the Indians, it began on Tuesday, a series against the Houston Astros, and it began with a loss as Justin Verlander was just outstanding on Tuesday night in a 2-0 shutout win over Shane Bieber and the Tribe, but the Indians would bounce back quickly on Wednesday night as they unleashed the fury against the Astros. Houston did jump out to a 1-0 lead in that ball game on Wednesday, a second-inning home run by Carlos Correa, but the lead did not last long, as in the bottom half of the second inning, Roberto Perez stepped in with two men aboard. Urquidy's 2-2 pitch. Swing and a high fly ball, deep right center. Springer's back, track, wall, gone! for Perez a career best 17 bombs a career best 43 RBIs and he hit a 
towering blast into the breeze blowing in. Indians have a three to one lead on one swing of the bat by catcher Roberto Perez. My goodness, what a bonus Perez has been all year at the bottom third of the order. Houston scored twice in the third inning to get to within a run, and then in the fifth, it was Carlos Santana's turn, again with two men on base. Here's the 0-1. Swung on, there's a high fly ball to right. Way back there, home run Santana! The Indians retake the lead. 6-4 Tribe on number 23 from Carlos Santana. What a year it has been for Santana. Seemingly every time the Indians need a big blow, he comes through. In the sixth inning, Roberto Perez stepped in and continued a big night. McHugh, a right-hander, the wind-end pitch. Perez sends a drive, deep right center field. It is gone! And so Roberto Perez with a three-run homer to the same spot back in the second has a solo blast to right center here in inning number six. And for Perez, his first multi-home run of the season and the Indians have a seven to four lead and Perez has his first career multi-homer game. Later on in the sixth Francisco Lindor and Oscar Mercado they reached and that set the table for Jason Kipnis. Here's Jason Kipnis the cleanup hitter tribe up seven to four. Kipnis with a drive high deep to right there she goes! The Indians' third three-run home run of the night. The Indians' fourth bomb of the night. And the Indians are hammering the Astros 10-4 to here in inning number six. Not a bad swan song to the cleanup spot for Jason Kipnis. His ninth giving him 45 runs batted in. 10 to four was the final score. Indians square the series at one win apiece, and it was on to Thursday night. Domination by Houston as they defeated the Indians seven to one to take the series by a two games to one margin. On came the Angels Friday night, and the Indians solid against Los Angeles, a team with some pitching issues. Now it started nice for the Angels as Mike Trout with uh, a man down and nobody on base in the first inning, blasted a, a shot to left that turned out to be a home run on the first pitch he saw, and the Angels had the quick one nothing lead. But the Indians bounced back in a big way in the bottom half of the first inning as Francisco Lindor walked to lead it off, Oscar Mercado singled, and then Carlos Santana got the game back to even. He looks at second, the pitch. A swing and a line drive to right field. Coming on Calhoun, it drops base hit. Lindor around third will score. Motoring to third is Mercado. We've got a tie game. Carlos Santana with an RBI single to right. Driving in his 61st run. And it didn't take long for the Indians to erase the Angels lead that came courtesy of the Mike Trout homer. 
The next batter was Yasiel Puig. Here is the set, and here's the pitch. Swing and a line drive, base hit to left. Indians take a 2-1 lead, and Yasiel Puig with his first RBI as an Indian. And the Indians are hitting ropes off Taylor Cole. And Yasiel Puig has just had two games with the Indians, and really one game and one at bat, and he looks locked in. His 62nd RBI of the year. Then Jose Ramirez knocked in another. Here's the set by Taylor Cole. Here's the 2-2. Swung and ripped to right. Down the line. Base hit. It'll go to the wall. Here's Santana to score. Puig will stop at third. Ramirez rifling an RBI double to put the Indians on top. 3-1. to one. And the guy that came up with the theory that Taylor Cole matches up best with the Indians top of the order also believes that the earth is flat. Ramirez with his 24th double, his 57th RBI, and still nobody out. After the Angels made an early pitching change, Jason Kipnis drove in another with a ground out to make it 4-0, or 4-1, I should say, for the Tribe in that first inning, a four-run first for the Indians, and they were right back at it in the second inning. Carlos Santana's sack fly made it 5-1, to one, and then Puig continued his hot start as a Cleveland Indian. Puig now has put himself in a hitter's count in his first two at-bats. Holds that bat a little above that back shoulder. The pitch to him. A swing and a ground ball base hit into right. That is going to score Mercado from second. 6-1 to one Indians, and that's a two-for-two two night for Puig. Two RBIs. Ground ball single into right field, and the Indians are not letting the Angels off the hook tonight. The Indians have had opportunities in the first two innings, and they're cashing in. In the third, Roberto Perez came through with the first long ball on the night. The pitch swung on, ripped deep right center field. Gone for Perez. The Indians' first home run of the night. Roberto Perez has number 19 as his career year just keeps getting better. And the Indians pounding the Angels 7-1 here in the third. And on the mound, Mike Clevenger and the bullpen were outstanding, and the Indians won it 7-3. That's a look at our week gone by. Now stay tuned. When we return, we'll hear from two of the newest members of the Cleveland Indians, outfielders Fran Miel Reyes and... Yasiel Puig. That's coming up shortly as we continue with Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic, Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Sports View. Next topic, is it really all about power? Makes me think of Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Gives you the power to find options based on your budget. Let's go to Chuck for an irrelevant analogy. Man, back in the day, people didn't ask how many oranges are in the crate. They just took the oranges. They didn't say, are there 6, 7, 12, 15, whatever. It was just oranges. You get me? We get you, Chuck. In a word, oranges. Give it to us straight with the Progressive Name Your Price tool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now the payoff pitch. Swing and a ground ball. Base hit between third and short in the left. Reyes on a 98-mile-an-hour fastball. Bangs a single to left in his first at-bat with the Indians. Here's the 1-2. 
Swung on, line drive to left. This has hit a ton, and it's off the wall. On one hop, picked up by Brantley. Headed to third is Santana. The throw comes into the cutoff man, Correa, in the second with his first Indians base hit. It's a double for Yasiel Puig. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland where the Indians are taking on the Angels this weekend. And they have two new players in the lineup who are expected to provide some punch as the Indians at the trade deadline acquired 49 home runs combined between San Diego outfielder Franmil Reyes and Yasiel Puig of the Reds. We had a chance to visit with Reyes earlier this week, shortly after the trade, and he talked about becoming a Cleveland Indian and how happy he is to be joining a team in a pennant race. I feel really, really, really comfortable. There's a lot of guys that I already know and, and a lot of players that I admire a lot, like Lindor, uh, Clevenger, Kipnis. I can't wait to, like get together with them and, and set a, a friendship and play together as a group and and win a lot of games. You mentioned that. It's a team in a pennant race, so you go from where you were to that. How much excitement level is there for you for that? A lot, man. Like, um, there's a good tradition in my town where a player gets to playoff or to the World Series, they make a parade when they got to the town. And just thinking about that, like, the, I had the chance to be part of that parade, like where I was at the street looking at the players passing in the town, like Juan Uribe, Timo Perez, Santiago Casilla, Pedro Strop with the Cubs recently, uh, Francisco Liriano with the Houston Astros. So I feel really excited that I can, now that I'm with the Cleveland I had the chance to be one of those guys in that parade now. How much do you know about this team being a, on a West Coast team with San Diego and, and now coming east here, maybe a team that you don't see that often? Um, really don't know much, but the most thing I knew about them is they're a winning team and they're a great person here, great players. When you look at circling back here, uh, you relayed a story a little while ago about meeting your wife here, so now you're back in Cleveland. Explain that story and, and what it's like to be back here. First of all, like, I met her when I was in Dominican, but when I get here to Cleveland, that's where she went to one of the games against the Lake County captains, that's a little way from the Indians, obviously, and uh, she went to the game, and I saw her there, and we started talking again, so this is where, like, everything started working out. Uh, I got married, like, six months after that with her. And uh, when they gave me the news that I was traded to Cleveland, first thing I told her was, like, look at that, like, we're going back to where things started. And she was really happy. Demeanor can sometimes uh, say a lot about somebody, and the, the word is that uh, you're a happy player, happy guy. Uh, where's that come from, and, and how does that help you be a good baseball player? I mean, like, to help me being a, baseball, a better baseball player is, like, it get me loose. It's just showing outside and inside here who I am. And uh, it just all started in my house. Like, my mom always brought that happiness to to the house and, and, and laughing every time. And that's just me, like, and that's what I'm going to show the people every time. It's new Indians outfielder, Fran Mio Reyes. Now, the other outfielder the Indians acquired was Yasiel Puig, 
And uh, Puig met with the Cleveland media prior to Wednesday's game and was asked if he was surprised when he heard the news that he had been traded to the Cleveland Indians. No. I try to do the best I can every day in the field to try to help um, the, the team to winning. And now this thing happened, trade, being traded to here to Cleveland is exciting for me because I can help the team keep going and make the playoffs and going to the World Series. Yes, yo, what do you know about the Indians having played them in spring training and, and, and uh, Cincinnati? Well, it's like a really good team, nice guys. I lost the passion from Lindo, Santana, and all the guys. And I decided to play in the same team. We face. In spring training, like you said, and we face in the season here in Cincinnati. But now it's going to be more exciting to play next to my new teammates. You're a free agent at the end of the year. Is there pressure to, you know, to play for a contract to, you know, finish finish the season strong? Oh, when I put that pressure on myself, I not do well like I want to. And all the time I have a team next to me to help me now do the best I can in the field. And, and God giving an, another opportunity bring me here to Cleveland. Now with this team, I can make my dream come true. Keep going, make the playoff again, fight in the playoff with Houston, Yankees, no matter who's coming, we go and fight and do the best that we can, like family and like a team together and win the championship because this team have potential and good players to go to the World Series. Did you have any close relationships with any of the guys on here before, uh, before you came over? Mm, Santana and Lindo, we talking sometimes in spring training when we face each other. Well, Santana, I, I know Santana like a couple years ago, we flew 2014, I believe, so to Japan together, and, and Tito's there, and, and, I, and that's one exciting moment that I hear with him, and he's going to be my manager, because everybody's talking about him, that he's an amazing manager, an amazing person, and I'm excited to, to be in this team and next to him and start talking to him, because I'm, I'm feeling that he can help me a lot in these two or three months that are going to be here next to him to, to do a, be, uh, a better baseball player and a better person inside and outside the baseball field. That's new Indians outfielder Yasiel Puig. And certainly Puig and Reyes should provide some added punch in that Indians lineup. They have already, so uh, things looking very bright for the Indians lineup, which uh, was looking for a little bit of home run help, and they certainly got it in the trade that sent Trevor Bauer to Cincinnati. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll hear from Roberto Perez and Jason Kipnis as we continue with Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Jim Rosenhouse back with you on Tribe Talk. We're at Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland where the Indians are taking on the Angels this weekend. And don't forget, a couple of different ways you can 
catch our show each week, of course, on the Indians Radio Network, you can do so. WTAM 1100, our flagship in Cleveland, and many of the stations on our radio network pick up the show each week, usually sometime uh, mid-afternoon on Saturday in and around the start time of the Indians ball game that weekend. Or you can catch us online at Indians.com or as a podcast on Apple iTunes or the iHeartRadio app. Well, Roberto Perez has had quite the season so far. He hit his 19th home run in Friday night's game, a career best. He has blasted away his career best in runs driven in and still doing great work behind the plate. Perez was uh, early in his career almost the, the dedicated catcher for Trevor Bauer, and we caught up with Roberto after the trade deadline, and he says the trade means it won't be easy replacing a pitcher like Bauer, but he loves the new additions to the Indians roster. No, I was kind of like shock. Um, you know, Trevor has been here for a while, you know, had the chance to, to catch him a lot, pretty much, you know, his personal catcher. But, um, you know, we, we're going to miss him. He's a, he's a great pitcher. Um, you know, uh, we, that's, that's, uh, you know, he's, He's one of the elite pitchers in, in the league, and we, we, we're going to miss that that starter. He's probably, you know, in any other team, you know, he's he's our num- number one guy. Um, but, uh, you know, this is a business. Uh, we, we understood. Um, I think everybody everybody was surprised. But uh, I just wish him, you know, uh, good luck, and, 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 and hopefully he, he keep doing it the same thing he was doing here, you know, with his new team. Obviously, two sides to every trade, and and I'm not sure that the Indians thought they could get as much back. It seems like they got a lot back. What what's your view of it when you look at the players coming back? I mean, you know, that was I was uh, I see it as a good trade, uh, even though we lost Bauer. But uh, you know, we got two power hitters and and, and uh, uh, two minor leaguers and a lefty, uh, Logan Allen. But I I mean. I think uh, they they will fit really well in our, in our lineup, uh, and I'm just you know ready to welcome them here. Uh, hopefully they they I know they're gonna fit in, uh, but uh, looking forward to it, man. We're trying to make a run, uh, you know, to to make the playoff, and uh, ho- hopefully uh, they they will help us win game. And you mentioned that and trying to fit in. Uh, sometimes unusual for a team that that was going really well. Certainly, the Indians have been for a long time to make this type of trade. Any concerns there that that there'll there'll be any issues, or is this the type of close knit unit that that will welcome in a, a new couple of players and and really get them up to speed quickly? I think we we're the kind of team that um, when we make a trade, you know, we we welcome the, the the new guys really well. They they fit in. They 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 feel comfortable with us, and uh, we. We make them feel like they belong here in this team. So uh, that's that's one one positive thing we got. Um, you know, we I think we're ready to compete. Um, uh, I, I know for a fact that they will they will fit in very well uh, and they they will do good. So uh, I just can't wait, you know, to have them here and uh, uh, looking forward to meet them. Roberto Perez joining us, tribe catcher. Uh, Indians losing last night to the Astros. You had one of the, the few hits out of Justin Verlander. Uh, always tough. Uh, how difficult was he to hit last night, and what did he have going that was so tough? No, he. Uh, I mean, he had he had everything working. You know, he kept us all off balance. I think uh, 
you know, against him, you, you cannot try to do too much. I think we, we try to do too much um, at the plate. You know, we were pulling. Uh, we try to pull him. Uh, he got he got great stuff. Uh, I think he's just the kind of guy that when you go out there, you just try to put the ball in play. You know, try to hit homers against him. Um, try to not miss the mistakes because everybody, everyone, it doesn't matter how, how, how good you are, you're still going to make mistakes. Uh, but we didn't take advantage of those mistakes. So, uh, but he was he was outstanding last night. You gotta you gotta give him credit. Your season has been a, a breakthrough for you. You've, you've gotten that chance to play and you've produced. A lot of players say, "Hey, just give me that chance and I'll do it." But it doesn't work out that way for you. It has. Uh, how come? What do you think's been the key for you? Consistency, man. Uh, you know, showing up to the ballpark um, and and have that routine that 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 works for you. Starting with, um, you know, with the training room. You know. Um, I, I'm still learning uh, about myself a little bit because you know I was a backup. Now I'm a starter. You know, every every, every day you're not gonna feel the same uh, physically, mentally. Uh, but I think uh, my routines are, you know, I, are you know have been really well, um, and and my confidence is really good. You know, I, I know. I said it in the off season when they traded Jan, you know, that if I had the chance to play every day, I would contribute to the team. Um, but that's just some, that's just confident. Uh, I'm a confident guy. Um, I knew what I could be, bring to the table, and I'm just taking advantage of the opportunity. Oh, it's been fun to watch. Roberto, thanks a lot for coming by. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's Roberto Perez, Indians catcher, and uh, what a year it has been for him, a breakthrough season for him in his major league career. Now, another player for the Indians who has been extremely consistent the last month or so has been Jason Kipnis, trying to put together a, a solid campaign, moving down a bit in the lineup lately and with the arrival of Fran Mil Reyes and Yasiel Puig. And we, we caught up with Jason Kipnis before the trade deadline, and he talked about facing a tough Houston team with that series just beginning on Tuesday, but he said he really likes the way the club was playing heading into the series with the Astros and in general an area where the Indians are in their schedule playing tough ball clubs for a while now. We've been playing some good baseball lately, and you want to you be feeling good going into series like this because um, it's a tough opponent. We know everyone who's over there. Uh, we saw them last year in the playoffs. Um, it'll be kind of be a good gauge for us to see where we're at and how, just how good we're playing right now. And you mentioned the tough opponent part. Uh, not enough credit given to how this team is done because of some of the teams you've been playing, and I'm sure you guys read it and hear it that, you know, you've been playing division teams that don't have good records. Mm -hmm. But does that really matter when, when you have a good stretch going? It's still a game of Major League Baseball. It's still a tough game to win. Um, still the same teams the Twins are playing, same teams everybody else is playing too. So I think it just you, you worry about who's in front of you that night and uh, trying to win that ball game that's in front of you. I don't think you have to compare or lower the value of a certain win. They all kind of count the same in the end. Rivalries in this game that sometimes they're there for different reasons you played this team in the postseason last season and it just seems like good games in the regular season too is there a little something extra here when when you play houston uh i think it's just two good ball clubs going head to head with each other um i think we respect them i don't think we underestimate them by any chance we know how good they are um and i think they they know we're one of their challengers too that uh that we we bring about uh kind of a, a good challenge for them too so i think uh it's, it's just two teams that are uh, that enjoy the, the higher competition facing each other. Jason Kipnis joining us. Clean up hitter again. Did, did you ever think you'd 
be in a spot where you'd be a cleanup hitter in a, in a real good lineup that's scoring a lot of runs? No, no, but I, I, I know um, I'm not your prototypical cleanup hitter. I like to have good at-bats with runners on base, so I think that puts me in a an option to be in a position where guys are on base in the lineup, and uh, cleanup's one of them. But I think you look up and down this lineup, it's more of a just a one through nine of all guys who can hit and run, all guys who can uh, take the extra base, uh, who will scrape out some good at-bats right now. So I don't think the lineup on the paper looks to be too important. I think you just want to find ways to score runs. I think that's what we're doing as a whole lineup. I'm not worried about who's where. And maybe along those lines, it, you seem to be swinging it pretty consistent for a while now. And, and what's been going right for you once you got kind of into a groove? Uh, just better at bats, the bets, uh, just more control over the barrel and uh, where I want it to go. I think uh, early on that's the problem is that I, I, w I was just off a tick and instead of driving the ball, it was kind of my swing was more punching it right into the ground. And it's it, the game of baseball is tough, man. You play every day and uh, you could be feeling great one day and abysmal the next day. And it's just something you got to stay after and try to find every single day. But uh, that's the, the fun part about it is the challenge to show up every single day. And you've done that more than a thousand times mm -hmm. as a second baseman for the Cleveland Indians. You passed that milestone on the last road trip. What does that mean to you when, when you hear something like that, which doesn't happen every day? You're only the third to do it in the long history of this franchise. It's a lot of games. Um, it's, it's been a, a privilege uh, and a pleasure to play that many games in front of the city. Um, I, I think the city and fan base know just how much I, I love playing here and love playing for them. I think to be able to reach that kind of marker, um, it means you've been doing it for a while. It means you, you you belong. It means you're pretty good at what you've been doing, I think. So um, I'm proud of getting there, and I'm proud to have done it for just this, this city. And you do it as a second baseman. That's the, that's where the record is. And you were a center fielder in college. <laughs> Does that ever strike you as being kind of funny or odd? No. I mean, and that's why I say it's a challenge every day where it's just it, this game's already hard enough, but when you're just still constantly trying to do stuff where uh, – no matter what, where it just hasn't been always completely natural to you. I think uh, it, it's just made that much more difficult, but it's just been uh, a fun challenge that I've tried to meet head on every day. And um, listen, it hasn't always been pretty. It hasn't always gone the right way, but there's times where that have forced me to kind of step up and get better. And I think that's what this game does for you. And in recent seasons, the games this time of year have meant a bunch. They will again. Is this what you play for? Absolutely. I think even this year more so. It's fun to be on the attack almost instead of with the target on your back. And I think uh, it's good where I said before, I think I like where these younger guys who are coming up are learning how to attack the game and um, go after something instead of playing defense with a lead. I think uh, you, you want to teach them how to get that foot on that pedal. All right, Jason, keep it on the pedal. Thanks for coming by. You got it. Thank you. That's Jason Kipnis, Indian second baseman, on uh, certainly a, a solid season and a, a real good stretch here for Kipnis of late. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll hear from Chris Antonetti and Mike Chernoff after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Okay, timeout. You're going to let your budget be the boss of you? Take control with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay for car insurance, and we'll help you find options that fit your budget. Here's some music to get you pumped. Da -dum, da -dum, da -dum, da -dum, dang, dang. I hear your budget laughing at you. Oh, wait, that's just those kids laughing at me. Ignore them! Da -dum, da -dum, Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jim Rosenhouse back with you on Tribe Talk as we join you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. 
where it has been a busy week both on and off the field. And the trade deadline came and went on Wednesday, the Indians making their big news on Tuesday night with the three-team deal that sent Trevor Bauer to Cincinnati and the main players coming back to the Indians, Franmil Reyes and Yasiel Puig. Indians president of baseball operations Chris Antonetti and Mike Chernoff, the general manager, met with the media after the trade deadline and talked about what made the Bauer-Puig-Reyes deal the right deal for the Indians. Uh, well, over the course of the last few weeks, we spent quite a bit of time seeking opportunities to try to improve both our competitive position in the short term and also kind of enhance and our, our position moving forward by infusing young talent. So we looked at a lot of different iterations, a lot of different combinations of trades, and we're able to complete a significant trade yesterday in which we acquired a number of players that will not only impact our major league team this year, but also have a chance to impact our team for years to come. And th that was the motivating factor behind those deals and or behind that trade. And we feel good about what's in front of us and feel good about our team heading into the balance of the 2019 season and, and heading into 2020. And with that, I'll open it up for questions. Chris, what do you hope that Quig and Reyes can bring to the lineup immediately? Oh. Yeah, hopefully they add some depth. They add some balance. Both guys are really productive hitters that are capable of hitting the ball out of the ballpark at any point in time. And combine them with some of the other guys we have on our lineup, we feel like we now have a deep lineup that's capable of scoring runs in a variety of different ways. How important was the control for Reyes? It was a really important part. I think one of the things that we were seeking to do with this is get guys that, again, could help us this year, but also help as we plan building our teams beyond this year. In uh, training power, how important was it that you've gotten positive reports on Corey Kluber? Yeah, so I think we have to look at the complete picture, not just what was in front of us in the moment, but what we expected to happen over the course of the next couple months. And one of those things is hopeful the, is the return of Corey Kluber at some point in the next month. Mike, what, uh, when you look at Reyes, just talk to him about this. I, you know, other than some highlights, whatever, I've never really seen much of this guy at all. What about him? Yeah, I mean, the first thing that jumps out is his power. Uh, he's a young, um, you know, right-handed hitter that can fit in the middle of a lineup with that type of power um, and hopefully um, be in the middle of a lineup for the next five or six years. Um, so, you know, opposite field, uh, or I'm sorry, all-field hitter, um, uh, very patient at the plate, um, and incredible power. How's he in the outfield? Um, so obviously in the National League, he was playing a lot of right field. Um, we feel like he could be either DH or potentially be out in the outfield. Um, we'll let Tito make those decisions. One of the other things we really liked. <laughs> One of the other things we liked about uh, Fran Mill is he has an unbelievable reputation as a teammate and within the clubhouse. And as you guys know, that's a really important consideration for us. Did the uh, incident in Kansas City on Sunday have anything to do with your decision to trade Bauer? Well, first off, we don't condone what happened in Kansas City and, you know, what that was problematic for us. But it didn't really have any impact on our decision and uh, what we felt we needed to do at the deadline to, to improve our position moving forward. Was the situation with Trevor, was that, I mean, look, obviously it was long and ongoing. I mean, there were rumors all the way into the winter about that with him. But how difficult is it to have to give up a guy who, who's meant so much to you, this organization? Trevor had a great deal of success while he was here. I mean, we've been a very successful team um, for the balance of his tenure here, and he certainly contributed to that. And we didn't take it lightly. We know that we were trading a very good major league pitcher and a guy that's capable of pitching at the top of the rotation. But in the end, we felt this was the right thing to do, and we got the right combinations of players back for it to make sense for us. 
Have you heard anything uh, from the league about Puig facing a possible suspension for fight last night? We know that's on the table. We don't yet have clarity around that, what that might be. For both of you guys, uh, Allen and Moss, the two pitchers, can you talk about them a little bit? Sure. Um, you know, interesting young left-handed starters with both of them. Uh, Logan Allen is a guy that was a really high profile, um, kind of top 100 type of prospect in the industry. Um, who we've been following for a long time. I mean, we were on him during the draft and have followed him uh, throughout his minor league career. He uh, got to the major leagues this year um, and has been up and down between AAA and the big leagues. We feel like uh, with his pitch mix and potential continued development, he could be a middle of the rotation type starter. Um, and then with Moss, uh, really interesting fourth round pick for Cincinnati a few years ago um, with a great three pitch mix that we feel like uh, can continue to develop and potentially be a starter for us down the road. Where are these guys going to be pitching? So for right now, double A for Moss and triple A for Logan. Mike, was there one part of this trade that when it finally came into place coming your way that said, okay, now we have enough to go forward? I, I wouldn't say there was one part of it. I mean, deals uh, have many different iterations along the way, and it takes you know hundreds of phone calls uh, to put something together, especially when it's a three-way trade. Um, so, and you never know that it's going to be complete until that last phone call um, finalizing it. So I wouldn't say there was any one piece. I think all of the different pieces were important to us. As Chris alluded to, this was a deal to both sustain our current competitiveness and our long-term competitiveness. And so both the present pieces and the future ones were very important to us. That's Indians president of baseball operations, Chris Antonetti and Mike Chernoff talking about a busy week gone by to be sure. Well, we'll see what that means for the Tribe. Only time will tell, but certainly it is a lineup that is much deeper, and we'll see if they can patch it together in the rotation. They feel very confident about some pitchers coming back and also those that they have in their minor league system to fill out the rotation and the spot left vacant by Bauer. And uh, we'll see how they fare in a tough stretch in the schedule that continues on Saturday night against the Angels, Sunday afternoon against the Angels, and then Texas comes to town to take on the Tribe to close out the homestand Monday and Tuesday nights and Wednesday afternoon. That's going to do it for this edition of Tribe Talk. Thanks so much for tuning in, and as always, thanks to Brian Matze for all of his help in uh, putting together our show each week. We will join you next week from Minneapolis when the Indians take on the Twins in the Twin Cities next weekend. Until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 